You ready, kid? Born ready, boss. Get on the fucking ground! Stay down! We all walk out of here in one piece. Piece of shit. Come on. Come on. For approximately 2 minutes and 30 seconds, I was the most scared I've been my entire life. Dunno why. The cops didn't show for another 15 minutes. By then, we were long gone out of that bumfuck bank, barreling down the I-84 about as fast as Benny's Impala could haul us. That was always his style. Fast, loud, and stylish. His own game I'd soon end up beating him at. Here was our logic. Who would suspect Benny's flashy convertible over the gray van we rolled up in by then flamed out in an abandoned lot? No normal criminal would have big enough balls or a smooth enough brain to use their own damn car as a getaway vehicle. Especially one like Benny's. I can't say for sure which of the two we had, but either way, it worked for us. you grab? About 20, boss. Oi, quit the boss shit. I'm Benny to you now. This is the major league now, son. No more peewee-ass bullshit, alright? Oi, Vinny, what's the matter with you? I only grabbed 20, boss. Benny. Chillax, kid. It's your first hit. Hell, I'm shocked we even pulled 20 from that fucking boonie joint. My first job after moving here, I left empty fucking handed. Look at me now. You gotta start somewhere, alright? You gotta start somewhere, alright? Alright. There we go. This kid on my life. What's the big rush all about anyway? Out of all the dreams, the desires, the pressure, the pain, the anger, and the passion, I tried to find an answer. Instead, a precarious silence settled itself between us, an unwelcome third passenger as we sailed onward, 
chasing the sunset. Truth be told, I don't really know when it started. I got good grades. Real good, in fact. Had a lot of talent, apparently. A lot of potential. A promising future ahead of me. Was really gonna be someone someday. Do great things. Make my parents proud. Make everyone proud. You know what this kid is capable of. Had a lot to live up to. Higher expectations each day. Harder to reach. Dreams more distant. Could never do enough. I started to Depression became disillusionment, became resentment, became anger until one day. I snapped. What? You said the guy's not home. I said he shouldn't be home. Do this long as I have and you learn you can't take chances. Especially with guys like these. You know whose house this is. What? The Leroy fella? A.K.A. the Manhattan Meat Cleaver? You really want to go stomping around the home with a fucking Manhattan Meat Cleaver? Alright, alright. I thought this was meant to be an easy job. Walk in, grab the product, walk out. We'll be easy if you don't fuck it up. Whatever, man. Man, I don't like this. Too quiet. Almost like it's an empty house or something. Not what I mean. It just feels off. You got the mag light? Thanks. Shit, camera down the hall. Probably got eyes on the stairs, too. We need to get upstairs another way. Fucking floor plan. Where the hell? Man, fuck this. What the? that, Mike? Come on, I thought you were Vincent the Virtuoso. What's the matter? Keep your voice down, kid. And by the way, it's just Virtuoso. Italian for a skilled and flashy performer, not for a complete fucking lunatic. All right, cool it, boss. Ain't that what these corny-ass baklavas are for? Bal- Oh, fuck it. You really think that these are for charging past cameras like chickens with their heads cut off? Their balaclavas, not fucking invisibility clothes. Okay, okay, take a chill pill, man. It's whatever. Right, yeah, it's whatever, man. This is whatever, that's whatever. It's always whatever. It won't be fucking whatever when someone's got to get to the back of your fucking skull, capiche, man? <sighs> All right, the cash should be down here somewhere. You take the left side, I'll take the right. Remember the signal if you find something. Got it. Hey, I think it's here, boss. 
What happened to the signal, Mike? Sorry, boss. Got too jazzed. Still got the mag light? The hell? It's empty. Is there a problem? Oh, fuck. No, 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 no. Fuck, man. Please don't kill me, man. I'm only 18. It's gonna be okay, kid. Everything will be just fine. Well, assuming your friend here does exactly what I say. And assuming you stop whimpering like a baby within the next five seconds. Thank you. Here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna keep this here 1955 Royal Blue Cult Python chambered for the six 357 Magnum rounds currently loaded in its finely polished cylinder, firmly pressed against the back of your friend's here's head. You're gonna turn around, face me, and remove your balaclava. Then, you will retrieve the paper bag and the zip ties on the shelf to your right. Once you have retrieved them, I will step back five paces, keeping my revolver trained on your friend. You will empty both your friend's bag and your own bag, and then remove every item of clothing from both of your bodies. You will then place the paper bag over your friend's head, and use the zip ties to bind your friend's wrist together, leaving yourself enough room to use the other zip tie to affix your own right wrist to your friend's zip tie. You will then lead your friend to my garage, following me. I will be walking backwards ahead of you, keeping my revolver trained on your friend at all times. Once we have all entered the garage, you will lead your friend to the corner to the right of the door you just entered through. With my revolver still trained on your friend, I will open the rear passenger side door of my Mercedes-Benz 450 SEL 6.9, and you will lead your friend into the vehicle through that door. If you make it that far, we will figure out what happens from there. If either of you deviate even slightly from what I've just said, I will end both of your lives. If either of you make any sudden movements, I will end both of your lives. If either of you walk faster or slower than me as we approach the garage, I will end both of your lives. Oh, and the bands is brand new. If either of you make a mess in it, I will definitely end both of your lives. Any questions? Correct answer. Aw, you're trembling. It's okay. The instructions I gave your friend were very simple. I'm sure he'll be able to follow them. Well, don't keep me waiting. What are you doing? What he asked. Are you fucking kidding Language, me? Language, child. This creep wants us to strip naked, do God knows what to us, then leave our bodies in a ditch and you're just gonna do what he says? I will remind you that if he doesn't do what I say, you will die. Just try to stay calm. Calm? I'll handle this. I've got a gun to the back of my head and you want me to stay fucking Final calm? Final warning on the language. I'm taking off the balaclava. Oh my God. Much better. You have such a pretty face. Why hide it behind that rag? If you put that bag on me... Is there any way we can make this Oh, rag? I'm well past the point of negotiation. The guy's clearly just drawing Look, this out. Look, I don't know what you want from Jesus us. Christ, Vince, have you lost your if mind? If this child says another Let's word... Let's try to figure it out, I'll okay? figure this one out, all right? In hell! <laughs>
Darkness by war, the whole damn thing, no radio weather. Why? Because I can. I'm not even a real radio host. I don't have a clue why I'm here. Is any of this real? Guys? I was as surprised that Mike actually disarmed the fucker as I'm sure he was to wake up in cuffs about 15 minutes later. I didn't want to leave him behind, but Something told me that the Manhattan Meat Cleaver probably doesn't hire your average mall cop for security. And the last thing I needed weighing me down was 150 pounds of dumbass. So, where's Mike now? Hospital. Police guard. Shit. Reckon he'll squeal? Dunno. He's young. Dumb. Probably reckons I hung him out to dry. What do you think? We didn't raise no snitch, did we? We raised him for about six months, Benny. You reckon we got anything through his thick fucking skull? Wouldn't normally ask, but... What even happened last night? You got her all beat up, eyes bugged out like you'd seen a fucking ghost, then collapsed on the couch for like 15 hours. You want the short story or the long one? I think you know which one, Vince. <laughs> Fuck you. You're getting the medium one then. <laughs> I'll take it. So our associate barges into the cleaver's house, like a bull in a fucking china shop, and I follow his dumbass in. Fucking Mike. All the lights were out and it felt like too quiet, you know, all eerie-like. Nah, yeah, I get what you mean. Right. I was skeeved out, man. We get to the top floor, find the drug cache, but the product's not in there. Next thing we know, Mike's got a gun to the back of his dome, courtesy of the cleaver himself. Oh, shit! You survived? Well, the fucker goes all, is there a problem, and hits the mains or something. All the lights and shit go on, a radio somewhere starts playing fucking I Will Survive. <laughs> no fucking way. I know, and Mike just freaks out, full on panicking. Then the fucking creep shushes him, like he's a five-year-old, and starts rambling on about his gun, his car, whatever, and gives me this weird list of instructions, so I think, alright, if I do what he says, maybe we can figure something out. You reasoned with the meat cleaver. Mike had other plans, apparently. I don't know how he did it, but all of a sudden he just ducks down, spins around, and yanks the gun out of the guy's hand. Fuck me backwards, for real? For real, man. I quickly chuck the gat in the cash, and apparently Mike's luck ran out pretty quick, because when I turn back around, he's on the ground, getting his head bashed in real bad. I look around, and there's this wine fridge next to me, so I grab a bottle and chuck it clean at the meat cleaver's head. Pick up the mag light we just bought, and get some solid hits in while he's dazed. Oh, 
fuck, that's gotta hurt. For your average fella, sure, but this was no normal motherfucker. His lanky ass was weirdly strong. The rest is kind of a blur. I dropped the mag light at one point, we ended up in the other room, guy was going at me with fucking teeth and everything. I only remember how it ended. I clocked him with a clean left hook. He stumbled back, so I rushed the creep and Judo threw him out his own damn window. That's what I'm talking about, man. The fucking virtual. Yeah, 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 whatever. The fucking alarm starts going off and I wasn't exactly going to wait around to have a meet and greet with the meat cleaver's security team, so I booked it out of there. Literally ran the whole way back here. Didn't even get the fucking mag light. You know how much that thing cost? Fucking hell. Which Judo throw? Really? I just spent like three minutes detailing the craziest night of my entire fucking life, and that's your only question. Which fucking judo throw? Yep. Fuck you. Ippon Sainagi. Classic. Shut up, dumbass. He didn't see your face, did he? Do not tell me the Manhattan motherfucking meat cleaver saw your fucking face, he Vincent. He made me take off the ballot. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. We're going to have to deal with him, too. I mean, he didn't seem to know me. Said something about my face being... You threw him out of the second floor of his own fucking house. I'm pretty damn sure you're more than an acquaintance in his books. Fuck as a dog. Could track you down by scent. Shit, man. So we've got Mike, one shiny plea deal away from snitching, a pissed off serial killer with drug money coming for our asses. What now? The Carnegie job. Huh? We're doing the Carnegie job. What? Uh, you need to get into hiding, dude. That's the last- I haven't spent the last seven years working with you. Preparing. Practicing, laying seeds, doing deals, currying favors, influencing certain figures, just- Have you lost your fucking mind, Vince? I have to do this, Benny. This isn't about the money. About the business. About anything. This is for me. You sure about this? I'm sure. Alright. What's the plan? In my eyes, we had about a month before my seven-year show would come to a close, one way or another. Between the one way of the cops and the another of a crazy southern man nicknamed after a butchering tool, I kinda hoped it was the first one. I spent that month in the safe house, planning, preparing, practicing, and running through it over and over in my head. I'd had this plan in mind a long time, well before I ever met Benny. To me, everything had always been leading up to this. The money, the weapons, the drugs, the crazy heists that earned me my nickname. Everything all the way back to fucking grade school. This was the big one. My white whale and holy grail together. 
the one to prove to everyone that I never went off the rails. I found the right rails for me to get where I wanted and I fucking made it. To prove that to myself while I still could. Born ready, boss. Oh, not this shit again. <laughs> Look, I'm just hoping classical music is more the cop scene than my revolver wielding biggest fan. Oh, the meat cleaver. At Carnegie fucking Hall. Nah. What if you thought you were one of the guys in the orchestra, huh? Can't that be a shit show? Me, in the orchestra. Get fucked. You know I'd either be the soloist or walk out the fucking door. That would be pretty crazy, I guess, yeah. Alright. Go and make a fucking scene for me, okay? Sounds like I got the crowd waiting already. Show them why we call you Virtuoso, partner. Hey, Benny. Thank you. See ya. Those seconds of silence lasted an eternity. I was taking quick breaths, shaking like I never had before a job. I thought about Benny, sitting in his Impala across the street. I thought back to our first job, hurtling down the highway with twenty stacks in my hands and the wind in my hair. He never said it, but I think that car was a lucky charm for Benny. Either that, or it was just the one thing that treated him right in this shithole of a city. A sparkling shard of his shattered American dream. Maybe this one wasn't just for me after all. I took a deep breath, put the radio down, and got moving.
Get on the ground! Get on the ground and put your fucking hand behind your hey, head! Hey! Can I just finish this? Down! For approximately 2 minutes and 30 seconds, I was the most free I've been my entire life. As they cuffed my wrists and read me my rights, all I could hear was the concerto, echoing along the outskirts of my mind. I waited desperately for those final two chords I'd practiced for decades to come. By then, I was long gone out of the concert hall, crawling down 7th Avenue in a squad car, trying to remember the faces in the crowd, telling myself it was all worth it.